You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mobilize, personalize, optimize, and monetize your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome to Mobile Presence. From mobile marketing and messaging to mobile commerce and coupons, and from mobile apps and websites to mobile engagement and loyalty, our hosts bring on expert guests to give you the inside track on the trends, tools, and technologies that matter most. Mobile Presence, where making your brand or business mobile first is our first priority. Now, here are your hosts, Peggy Ann Saltz and Shahab Zaghari. Welcome to Mobile Presence, presented by Skywire.com. As always, bringing you the experts to help you optimize and maximize your mobile strategy. I'm Shahab Zaghari, award-winning filmmaker and marketing entrepreneur. And I'm Peggy Ann Saltz from Mobile Groove, providing you strategic content marketing to support your target audience and boost engagement. And here we are again at that time of the month when we dedicate our show to mobile apps. Yep, the hot topic, as always, Shahab. And normally, we deep dive into my Apponomics book, and with 300-plus pages, it gives us plenty of stuff for plenty of shows, obviously. Mm-hmm. But we want but to not reframe... this time, huh? Not this time. We'll, we'll get to that. We won't run out of content there. But we want to reframe the topic and look at independent or indie developers and what they can achieve with their app. That's that's a good point. If we look at the top grossing apps, uh, it seems to be pretty much a closed club of major publishers, you know, blockbuster apps, uh, making it difficult for some of these independents to even hit the featured lists. Um, so I guess the message to indies is uh, only the big name apps make the big bucks, right? Well, that's the way it, it used to be. I mean, it was Candy Crush. I mean, I'm not saying they're not there. You look at the top grossing apps and you will see those major names and those uh, blockbuster apps. But we're going to look at some research that tells us how things are changing and maybe even faster than we think because at the opposite end of the market, we're seeing an exciting long tail of small niche app developers, middle class app developers, a whole new group of app developers growing not only in numbers, but also in the amount of money they can make with their app. So that's why we're going to bring our guest on, Martin McMillan. He's back again. It's back for a second time because, I guess, because the research is just too good, Shahab. Um, Martin McMillan, founder of Pollen VC. Welcome, Martin. Welcome. Hey, Peggy. Uh, Hey, Shahab. Thanks for having me on the show again. Yeah, definitely. Great to have you back. 
Um, you know, you were a guest uh, quite a while back, uh, and when you came on the show to tell us about how you know you help app developers by helping them get their revenue <clears throat> sooner, um, you know what what's changed? What you know? Where have you come since then? Uh, so this is uh, this is some time ago, probably end of last time. I think I was on the show last time. Um, what we've been doing at Pollen VC is just basically starting to work with a lot more app developers, both in North America, um, <clears throat> in in Europe, and uh, a few other a few other territories, helping them unlock their app store revenues and basically uh, working with them in order to achieve a very kind of capital efficient user acquisition. So, what's really on um, offer? Is is it really consulting? No, so what we do at Pond is we accelerate app store earnings. So, it, so effectively, we're a financing company. What we do is we uh, we pay out early against app store earnings and wait to collect from Apple mm. or Google at the other end. Essentially, what we found, and one of the great learnings since I was last on the show, is most developers actually want to take that cash and they want to they want to recycle it directly back into user acquisition. So, from in, from from our own offering point of view, originally what we started very much as a as a as a cash advance business against uh, app store receipts. Excuse me. What we've been able to do is um, focus really on allowing developers to take those funds and roll them immediately back into uh, into user acquisition. So we have deals in place with most of the major ad networks now to allow a daily recycling of App Store earnings back into UA to take out all that um, uh, all, all the inertia of the the App Store um, payment cycles. I want to get to your research in a moment, Martin, but I also want to understand how those pain points may have moved on in the years since you were last here. I mean, it is about cash flow, first and foremost. You've made that point. But, you know, you've been in business now since uh, last July, so you're coming up on your first anniversary. What else are you seeing in, in the way of challenges or what is keeping app developers from, you know, hitting it big with their apps? And how are you addressing that? So one of the key things we've uh, we've seen is, Ad developers who get perhaps some initial kind of traction. So it could be from a from a birth campaign, uh, or, or or more importantly, it's been from some kind of feature. So you may have seen one of the one of the platforms feature an app um, uh, as a you know whether it's a country feature or a global feature, whatever it may be. And you know these are these are really really important um, events in a in a developer's lifetime. You know you, you canvas a lot for these things if you get one. It's a bit like a golden ticket to the chocolate factory. So what we have seen time and time again, literally week in, week out, is developers who, are, um, who get some very, very early success and then who basically, uh, after seven days or however long the feature lasts, generally it's a weak feature, they basically they can't afford to, um, to fuel that fire with additional paid user acquisition. So you go from zero to 100 miles an hour and then very, very quickly you drop off so your your level of downloads and then the associated monetization goes to goes to zero very very quickly. So that that's one of the key areas that we've been trying to help developers with in terms of um, using the using the financing that sits behind Pollen to double down when you're riding high on the back of any kind of um, feature or or campaign to um, to boost your chart position in the early days upon launch. Uh, and for me, I don't know about you, Peggy, but the suspense is just killing me here. Uh, Martin, tell us about these indie developers. Are they making money now? I mean, are, can, are they able to go and take that uh, plateauing off to zero and switching it around? Yeah, so look, the, the, the good news is there are more people making more money on the App Store. So part of it is just overall market growth. 
But the, the other piece of good news for Indies is that the overall L-shaped revenue curve of the App Store is starting to flatten off. So by that, I mean right now, you know, a lot of App Store um, earnings is dominated by the top 25, so the top 50 players on the App Store. And then it plateaus very, very quickly. And then you have tens of thousands, literally 30 to 40,000 developers behind that who are making okay money. Um, but it's it's been very pronounced between the, the between the um, if you like the upper class and the lower class. Mm-hmm. So what we're now huge divide. Is that, is that well that curve is starting to plateau a little bit, and now we're seeing this emerging middle class of app developers, which is really really good news for any developers. So what it means is that there are more people being able to um, understand the techniques of user acquisition, uh, understand some of the some of the metrics and so on that creates really um, Interesting businesses that are that are app focused that can make um, can make material amounts of money uh, on the on, on the various app stores. Now, so, could you give our listeners some specific uh, stats, or you know? Uh, so we will be will be publishing uh, very soon some, and, and literally in by very soon I mean early July. In mm-hmm. terms of um, what we're going to do is is to quantify basically the long tail of the app store. So. The for, for us at Pollen, we you know we're obsessed with the with the long tail. We are all concerned about empowering the smaller developer, the indie developer, who's trying to make their way against some real giants in the app store, um, who's trying to who's trying to create and, and make a sustainable, successful business from selling apps or games, whatever it may be. Um, so we will be we'll be publishing research on the 9th of July that just shows basically the emergence of the um, of the of the long term uh, long tail rather and who's actually making sensible money from the app store all sorts of different um, touch points along the revenue curve. I mean, I've dug up into some research here um, from this because you got a lot of play on this, Martin. You were you were um, all over the blogosphere. Just to get us uh, talking and take us into the next uh, segment of the show, um, number of publishers making between one and five k monthly dollars um, has increased eleven percent to reach six thousand eight hundred publishers. That's just growth everywhere. But what's really interesting is the number of publishers um, earning between even 100 and 500k a month is up 12 percent. Um, these might be small increases, but it's I think it says a lot more about a, a larger development here, doesn't it? Well, it, 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 it's really material, and, and some of the some stats there that's kind of like teaser research ahead of what's coming out in, in July. Um, what we want to do is to plant the seed that um, you know that the that the indie scene is actually, it's interesting, it's growing, it's emerging. I think for too long in the marketplace, we've heard about the, uh, you know, how hard it is to be an indie developer, how it's very, very bleak up against some of the big guys. So the, um, the you know, the, the, those numbers there were some, some sort of early kind of teaser parts of research, which we have, um, which we've released in, in conjunction with our friends at Priori Data in Berlin. And uh, this is just some early kind of stats around overall growth. So the, I, I, I personally think, and, and bear in mind, our entire focus as a business is based on working with indie developers. From you know, some time ago, it seemed to be a pretty dismal story. It was like a real David and Goliath scenario. And actually, I think the, the, the playing field is very, very slowly starting to level out in terms of those who understand um, how to acquire users and how to build a build, build a great business on, on, on the App Store. 
um, from a from, you know from a much smaller base and a much smaller capital base. And I think that's a great uh, way to segue into the research. And we will do a deep dive when we come back from our break. So listeners, do not go anywhere. We'll be right back. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Finding links to improve your rankings in the search engines is time-consuming and frustrating for many of us. The Hoth is the go-to company to help lighten your link-building load. Their white-label SEO was made specifically for agencies, in-house SEOs, and affiliates. The Hoth also offers high-quality custom local citation building to improve search rankings in Google's Maps and localized results, providing fulfillment for some of the largest SEO companies in the world. The Hoth offers link and citation building services you can trust. Get $20 in link building or citation building credits free by going to thehoth.com slash radio, T-H-E-H-O-T-H dot com slash radio. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Mobilizing your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to Mobile Presence, presented by Skywire.com. I'm Shahab Zaghari. And I'm Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Groove. And our guest today again is Martin McMillan, CEO of Pollen VC. Uh, before the break, uh, you know, we were talking about data um, and uh, just the kind of research that um, you know, goes into, um, or the research that we want to do in the work that you're doing. Uh, I mean, it's, it's an interesting, uh, scenario where, you know, generally Google Play, iTunes, you know, they pay you on your downloads and in-app purchases, what is it, 90 days later? Um, it's a little bit it's a little bit quicker generally it's uh it's up to 45 days with google plays up to 67 with uh with, with ios but, it, but it, with it, pollen you know, vc you generally say here you go we see the numbers we see the purchases here's the money and then at that point do you you know is it in their court or do you guys help them with you know pay-per-click campaigns i mean, how deep do you guys get into it? I think 
Okay, well, look, we, we, we see a very sort of clear, um, a clear line in the sand here. What we don't want to be doing is actually um, getting into buying and programming media directly for a customer. What we are interested in is helping them make the best decisions and educating them in all the right concepts of what they need to do in order to be successful. But uh, ultimately, we're, uh, we, we help them with the, with the financing, with the credit aspects of it. So on one hand, we, we, we can pay out uh, cash directly to developers, but actually what we're finding is a way more interesting part of our business is actually helping developers um, unlock the, the money that are clocking up on the App Store in order to recycle back into user acquisition. So if a developer can show that they can um, be ROI positive on, on, on acquiring users, then we can uh, we can really help them take a lot of the inertia and the um, the, uh, the 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 credit issues out of the cycle to enable them to grow much much quicker. Right. Uh, effectively using their own game or their own app to fund its own user acquisition. That's really that's really the holy grail of what we try and help people do at Poland DC. I mean, at one level, your new research and and what you're doing to support independent developers is, is first of all, very interesting because it says there's a, a huge and vibrant app economy out there. Um, and we have a long tail of app developers. Does this then say that we can have or we will see garage-developed apps, you know, the typical garage guys, two guys to garage, those types of apps can still succeed in today's crowded app market? Absolutely. So, so we, we have a we have a, um, a mantra internally that we are sort of creating a third way of um, of developers being able to, uh, to 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 make a decent living on the app store. So, um, I guess because of because pretty much seventy percent of the app store is games. Games companies are a lot of the um, uh, the developers we deal with. So, you know, whilst I'm going to be talking about game developers, it's not specifically around game developers, but Essentially, what we what we see the game developer choice is as essentially you have a you have two different routes. You, either you go down the venture funding route, which is extremely hard for a games company because it's such a hits driven business, and you try and raise venture money for your business. In which case, you give away a degree of control, and you're really on a treadmill to try and be the next supercell. Or the other side of it is you go to a publisher, and in which case you're giving giving up a rev share, um, generally for extended periods of time, and it's it's hard to say how that uh, relationship is is is, is going to pan out. Again, it's a little bit like a uh, like a uh, an A and R guy within a, a record label. You don't know how the act is going to actually perform long term over time. So on one hand, you give up control of the business, and on the other hand, you give up a revenue share. And what we're trying to do is actually it's a really kind of disciplined, focused way to operate a, a, an app based business, which is if you can prove that you can acquire users profitably. For your um, for your app or for your game, um, then actually the the great news is here that is is the app or the game is going to be able to fund its own user acquisition. If you put a if you put a dollar into paid user acquisition and you get a dollar fifty out in lifetime value, the great news is that that game is going to be able to fund its own UA. You don't need to go to venture money uh, to, to to a VC or others and, and use venture money to fund it. You don't need to fund it on a prepaid basis with your credit card. You've created an app or a game that is. Um, in the category that it can afford to support its own growth. So you'll give up neither control or uh, a revenue share in order to grow your business if you are really, really efficient about the way you fund it. 
So how's that resonating with the market, Martin? I mean, I can imagine that, you know, indie app developers, just like indie bands, the last thing they want to do is give up control. And on the other hand, I could imagine that uh, maybe even, you know, other companies in the ecosystem, like the venture capital companies themselves, you know, don't mind it if app developers do it their way. No, so, so here, here's, a, here's a really interesting thing. One of our primary sources of, uh, of deal flow at the moment is actually from VCs. And the VC take on this is, look, we don't really want you to use venture capital to tie up in a, effectively a working capital cycle of user acquisition. We'd much rather you work with Pollen VC in order to fund the user acquisition because we want you to keep your venture money in the bank for building you know, great new apps, great new games, hiring great people, growing your team and building your business, not just locked in a, a, in a, in a working capital cycle of user acquisition. So um, for us, that's that's really really interesting to um, uh, to see. And you know, to kind of go back to what you're saying about growth and and just size in general, size is just one obstacle for indie developers. Um, what are the other challenges that they face? Changed, um, <clears throat> you know, from let's say 2005 onward. Well, I mean, I, I think one one of the key things that everyone is facing right now is the issues around discoverability. And you may have created the greatest app or the greatest game, but how do you get people to to acknowledge it? So, Find it. Mm-hmm. yeah, there, there's, I mean, and, and there's you know there are thousands of, of apps and games launching apps, so discoverability remains a real issue. I think the so so our, our take on it, and and obviously we speak to you know we speak to dozens of developers every week. Um, so our advice is basically uh, look to look to the metrics. So if you are able to create, you know, without relying on a you know on a feature or PR coverage or whatever, now ideally what you want to be able to do as an indie is to be able to do this completely on your own. So if you can go and acquire 1,000, 2,000, 5,000 users, whatever it may be, and show that you can gradually start to monetize those, then you know, it would be great if if, if you can help um, or if you can grow that business on your own without the the crutch, if you like, of you know PR support or an app store feature or something else. So that, that in a way is like the purest form of app store success. If you launch something and you don't have the the fabled feature, the burst campaign, whatever, and you just start to acquire users and you are and those users are paying you and then you use that money to acquire more users. That is a great way of um, of proving App Store success. Oh. Now, obviously, if you get something else in terms of a some decent PR or a uh, an App Store feature, that's really the cherry on the top. That can really, really turn yeah. the charge. That wouldn't hurt at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. And there, um, are, um, and there, there are crazy stories of, of the lengths that people to go to uh, go to rather to um, to achieve that. But if you get it. You have to capitalize on it. It's, you, you cannot squander it because it's such an amazing opportunity to um, turbocharge your growth. And, and how is Pollen VC going to support long-tail app developers? We, we, we have a policy. We want to be able to work with, um, with basically the, the, the entire long tail. So our, our, our growth, our, our, um, our business is uh, you know, really founded upon helping the whole ecosystem it's helping the small guys we're not interested you know and you know the our target market is absolutely not the guys who are doing millions of dollars a month it's the guys who are doing thousands of dollars tens of thousands maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars who are looking to be really really efficient in the way that they grow their business um and they and they they got the curve so the best 
um, success scenario for pollen we see is how we can help take someone who has a great app or a great game who is able to show ROI positive user acquisition but perhaps doesn't have the you know the access to venture capital or whatever it may be to just fuel that and then we provide the financing and the, uh, the the underlying support in terms of helping them grow their business the the ultimate for us is where a uh, an app or a game can fund its own user acquisition and uh, what we're seeing coming through is an, is an increasing number of apps and games that can actually do that. It's not an easy thing to do. This is not the by any means the majority. But for those who really understand the metrics and who really, really worked building a great app or a great game, um, then uh, it is absolutely there for the taking. That's great. Now, we do have to take uh, one more break. Listeners, don't go anywhere. We do have Martin, CEO of Pollen VC. We will be right back. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis, SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Mobilizing your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And we're back. Welcome back to I'm Shahab Zaghari. And I'm Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Groove. And our guest today, Martin McMillan, CEO of Pollen VC. Uh, it's been a fantastic conversation today. Uh, it's good to see that, I mean, with your one-year anniversary coming up very quickly here, that uh, you've made you know strides not only for your own company but for the app developers that you work with. Uh, what you know, what's next for Pollen VC? At Pollen VC, we're, we're really about empowering the the smaller guy, the the indie developer, people who are looking to grow up the um, up the curve. So. 
what we've been doing is we've been very active in, in, in the in the UK market, in the US market, in Canada. We're starting to we're starting to expand into a lot of different territories. So uh, Finland's a very very important territory for us. We've recently been active in Poland, in the Netherlands. A number of different European territories and so on. So we, we're starting to really, um, really increase our, our footprint quite, um, quite quickly. The one of the things we found is, and, and every conversation leads us uh, to a slightly better understanding of the challenges that developers are facing. Um, so one of the things we've really been focusing on is how can we help developers beyond just purely the financing part. So originally, our uh, our proposition at Poland started off with just a purely cash financing. When we spoke to a lot of developers around the um, what they wanted to do with that financing, that's when we that's when we really focused on the ability to recycle into advertising networks. And one of the key things we've had since then is the uh, is developers seeking really simple, impartial advice on user acquisition. So there are obviously there are hundreds of advertising networks around there. Everyone has their own take on what's the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do for a developer. We have a really interesting stance in that we don't care where the money goes. What we want to do is we want to make sure that the developers have the absolutely right and optimal advice around user acquisition. Um, so our, our stance is more around helping them understand all of the concepts and helping them arrive at the conclusions around which are the best mobile ad networks to work with, rather than uh, rather than sort of peddling our own uh, our own wares. So in a way, we think of ourselves as the as the Switzerland. Um, of the of the <laughs> world, so we we like to play nicely with everyone, but we are we are pretty neutral when it comes to um, when it comes to a stance. Well, that's a great way to get to the last part of the show, Martin, where we try and give some advice to the listeners listening in. And you know, we're talking about the fact that indie app developers, hey, good news, guys, you have better chances to make more money, and it's actually documented in your research. But let's take a step back and. Why don't you give us some of that advice? You know, you say you want to be the Switzerland, um, you know, the uh, the honest broker in this. What advice can you give to app developers so that they can actually make a better living with their apps? Okay, so I think point one is at the outset understand who and what you want to be. Um, are you trying to be a you know Are you looking at venture capital and trying to take on the next uh, supercell or window list or whatever it may be? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, do you know? Do you want to go down that treadmill, which has got a uh, very kind of binary outcome? Either we're, either you're going to be really successful, or you're going to fall by the wayside. And taking on venture capital for an app business is um, is uh, you know has, has lots of pros and it has lots of cons. The alternative is: Do you want to go down the publisher route? Are you looking for someone else to help with the aspects of user acquisition and some of the business aspects? In which case, you're going to give up a revenue share, or do you have sufficient belief in yourself as a developer to say, look, I'm a holistic app developer. I understand not only how to develop an app or a game, but I understand the business aspects around it, around user acquisition and marketing, and therefore I want to go and have a crack at this myself. So if you are one of the, um, one of the app developers who wants to do it in-house, then think about how you're going to finance, um, what additional support you need, Basically, if, if you can afford to do this on your own, then it can be an immensely rewarding um, experience to build your own. And I think I think you that. bring up a great point. Uh, you know, as with any business, you need to first figure out what your goals are, how you're going to position the business. 
you know, in this case, what kinds of apps you're going to develop, what kinds of users you need to get. Yeah, so that was that number one? That was number one? Yeah, that, that's number that, two. That, 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 that's really number one. It's a planning process. Just figure out who you want to be and then set out to be that person, that company. Um, and, you know, whatever the aspiration is, whether it's a, you know, a lifestyle business that has, you know, a few people working, generating some nice business, some nice revenue, or you want to be hundreds of people, you want to be venture back, whatever. You know, I get that out first. It's totally okay. Just figure out who you want to be and then, and then set out to do that. I think that the second piece of, of advice we definitely give is really, really focus down on the numbers. Um, so, you know, really get to grips with the concepts of lifetime value, acquisition costs, um, virality factors. There's loads and loads of good stuff uh, out on um, on uh, on the web around the, the metrics that you really, really need to focus on. And the one thing that I found, you know, from being uh, um, you know from being an app developer in a previous life, which is how we came to found Poland PC, is that uh, if you really, really understand and focus on the metrics, you will have a much, much greater level of clarity around how to do this. So the great thing is this is an enormous market. If you can make things work on a small scale, you have a decent chance of basically just scaling up the numbers um, to, uh, to to operate a really, really massive business at scale. And there are a number of limiting factors, but if you understand the metrics behind it, everything else is possible. And then the third piece of advice we give is, is really around a, um, a passion for the product. So if you have a, a great game or a great app that you're super passionate about, you live and breathe this every day, you know, then it's way, it's, it's a lot easier, I think, to create a successful business around something you're passionate about as opposed to something you're just trying to, you know, chip out one clone every, every month and just use as a, um, uh, as a conduit or a vehicle to make money. And there are plenty of people who do that. Um, but from our from our viewpoint, the people who make the most successful apps and the most successful games are those who are really really passionate about the underlying um, concepts and the or, or the or the, the products or the problem you're trying to solve under it. So that would be the, that would be the third um, piece, and, and it's, it's really unquantifiable. Um, and and I, I think the make. users can feel that. You know, if you're passionate about the app that you're working on or that you're you know pushing out there when you're using a product or an app that you really, really love and that you can see has been really crafted with love and care, you become very, uh, you become very attached to that as a user and that's a really, that's a great utopian situation to aspire to. That's amazing. Now, if, if any of our listeners wanted to get in touch with you now that the show is kind of winding down, uh, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, so the best way is through the, uh, either through the website at Pollen VC or if everyone wants to reach out to me personally, uh, you can get to me at martin at pollen.vc is my email. Great. And Peggy, how can our listeners get a hold of you? Uh, it's all over at mobilegroove.com. So an email, Peggy at mobilegroove. On Twitter, at Peggy Ann. Um, and a little plug for our favorite Apponomics book here that makes this, uh, the series every time, once a month, Shahab, is that uh, if you didn't download the book, which you still can, you can also read now a sort of an excerpted synopsis of the book at a guest post I do over at growmobile.com forward slash blog. Great. And you can get a hold of me on Twitter at Shahab Zagari. That's Z-A-R-G-A-R-I. Thanks again for joining us for Mobile Presence, presented by Skywire.com. Remember that new episodes of Mobile Presence air Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can check out earlier episodes of our show by going to webmasterradio.fm, or you can find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Zune, and iHeartRadio simply by searching Mobile Presence. And finally, you can stay connected by downloading the Webmaster Radio mobile app from the iTunes App Store or Google Play. 
Thanks again for listening to Mobile Presence, your inside track on everything you need to reach and engage your target audience with mobile. And remember, every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. We'll see you next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.